morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be across this great nation and around the world. Welcome to CourtsideHeat.com, Courtside Heat, the podcast, and wherever you're enjoying this podcast from, we want to thank you for coming in. We are right up against it. The NBA Finals time are on us. We are excited to be here. Lots of cool things happening in the world of courtside heat, in the world of NBA basketball, and as always, we have the master of ceremonies, the man who knows it all. He's the one that brings heat to the courtside. He's the guy that Adrian Wojnarowski dreams that he could be. We got Josh. Josh, how are you, pal? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am doing absolutely fantastic. We got a great lineup in store for everyone today. Um, So before we kind of jump into what it is that we're going to talk about, guys, as always, we got some updates to some few things. But as you know, the best in late-breaking news can be found at courtsideheat.com, our our pow-pow. Our podcast podcast is housed there. You can also find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash courtsideheat. The same with Facebook, facebook.com slash courtsideheat. Instagram, instagram.com slash courtsideheat. Parlor, we own Parlor when it comes to basketball, right? We really do. We are the only ones that's driving the news, the coverage, the notes, the insider, you know, sort of secrets, the comings, the goings, the things that you won't see anywhere else on Parlor. So that's parlor.com slash courtside heat. No freedom of um, speech expressed there. That's why we love Parlor. It's just kind of this place for everyone without all of the normal social media garbage. So tell, give everybody kind of an overview of what we're going to talk about here today. Well, so overview would be, well, taking a preview into the NBA Finals, tall LeBron action, what's going to be going on, past series, stat of the day, and things like that. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be heavy into the NBA Finals. Obviously, the other thing, guys, courtsideheat.com slash store. We got, I mean, things are moving. Like, you cannot believe. We got a PSA 9 R.J. Barrett card. We got rookie card lots. Patrick Ewing starting lineup. We got a sick Connie Hawkins autograph Beckett card. Man, if you got an old school person in your life or you're starting to collect some old school stuff, man, Connie Hawkins was a shooting legend, man, from the playgrounds to the courtyards to the NBA. Incredibly awesome. And... We got an update to Makari. Uh, Makari is just blowing up. Uh, rarely does a day go by that something isn't moving, something isn't flying off the shelves. And so instead of trying to find us on Makari, which is Brutal, we got a domain specifically for Makari, courtsideheat.store. S-T-O-R-E. So on Macari, because some of you guys, hey, you know, you're already on Macari now, or you're trying to find a new platform because eBay blows chunks. Totally with you on that. We're on eBay as well, but most everything happens from courtsideheat.com. 
and Macari. So to find out, I think, what, 200 listings now on Macari? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, 200 listings. That's just not individuals. I mean, that's like complete sets. We got Space Jam stuff. We got so much stuff. 200 listings on Macari. Just go to courtsideheat.store. That'll take you directly to the Courtside Heat uh, store on Macari. Pretty, pretty cool stuff. Courtsideheat.store. But before we kick it off, let's start out with the stat of the day. Lay it on him, Josh. With the NBA Finals approaching us and everything coming, I found a stat of the day that was pretty unique to me. So from the Heat to the Lakers, Dion Waiters have played for both teams that made to this year's NBA Finals. Yeah, that's a pretty cool one. I like that stat of the day a lot. Let me pull this one up that I came across. Um, Andre Iguodala, for those of you that even forgot that he was on the Heat, and a lot of people have, right? Most people know him from his time at Golden State and the Philadelphia 76ers. Andre Iguodala joins an elite company with his sixth straight trip to the NBA Finals. Can you name the other nine people that have been to six straight or more NBA Finals. Go ahead. Um, LeBron James? Yes, LeBron James. Is <laughs> um, Will Chamberlain? No. Oh, no. Okay. Um, Stephen Curry? That's ridiculous. I don't know what I'm trying to think here. Well, no, I know I cannot. <laughs> the first one is the easiest. He's the greatest... Winner of all time. That is why the NBA Finals MVP is named after this man, Bill Russell. Bill has gone or went to 10 straight NBA Finals. Sam Jones went to nine. Tommy Heinsohn, yes, Tommy Heinsohn played. The iconic Boston Celtic announcer went to eight straight NBA Finals. Frank Ramsey went to eight. LeBron went to eight, which, you know, it's a cool accomplishment, right? But, uh, you know, if he loses this, what is it, where do you go? Three and seven and five? Who knows? Yeah, three and ten, something like that. No, three and seven, because he's been to ten in total. Doesn't uh, matter. James Jones went to seven. KC Jones, a lot of people remember him as the coach of the Boston Celtics. Bob Cousy went to seven. And Tom Sanders went to Two six. What makes Iguodala so kind of cool is that he's done it with multiple organizations, right? He previously made five straight with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, so I think that's uh, that's really kind of cool. You know, I mean, he's 36. This could be the last hurrah. Um, you know, he played his played his hand at the beginning of the season when he was dealt as a as a kind of a salary cap casualty. Uh, I mean, I think the Warriors uh, did him an amazing solid by getting rid of him because they were uh, as trash as trap sheep could go uh, this year. But then he kind of stronghold, you know, Memphis saying, hey, look, I'm not playing here, which I totally get it. You know, Memphis is a joke. Uh, they may make the playoffs, but now they're going to be first or second round casualties on a pretty consistent basis as things go. Uh, so, yeah, very cool. Who knows how many more he's going to get back to. A lot of people even forgot that he was on the Heat because obviously all the talk is about Jimmy Butler, about Bam, and everybody kind of forgets about 
how important that grizzled veteran who's been there, done that, won that, lost that, that Iguodala plays, that role is just so critical. So I loved your stat of the day. From the heat of the Lakers, Dion Waiters has played for both teams that made it to this year's final. Very cool. And then obviously you got Andre Iguodala, kind of the funnest name to say in the NBA. Like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, it's, you know, it's frustrating, but Andre Iguodala is just kind of a fun name to say in general. So, go ahead. It really is. Andre Iguodala. Yeah. It really yeah. is. I like it's, a, it's a fun name. It's a fun name. All right. Uh-huh. Topic numero uno for all you Spanish-speaking listeners. Lakers win the series versus Nuggets. LeBron goes to his 10th NBA t- uh, Finals, hoping that he goes 3-7. and seven. Where does that put him at, Josh? Where does that put him at? Because already ESPN, everybody's already saying that this has to close the gap like on Michael Jordan. Like, the debate has to be over if he wins. I think going to his 10th NBA Finals is really special. I think he has to be put in the top 5 then. Oh, yeah, no, he's in the top five no matter what. If they didn't make it to the finals, he's in the top five no matter what. Yeah, now, would you close the gap on Michael Jordan? No, I don't think you can ever close the gap on Michael Jordan. I think that's still far stretch. Yeah, I mean, so the, the first question that everybody asks, is this certify him as the GOAT? And I think what you're saying there is, no, win, lose, or draw. Uh, Michael Jordan is still Michael Jordan. And I, I think it, to, to offer a football parallel here, um, when Brady was going for his sixth Super Bowl uh, championship, which obviously he got, they interviewed Joe Montana. And Joe Montana is kind of a jealous kind of chump anyway. Um, he was more of a byproduct of the West Coast offense. Uh, Joe Montana gets a lot more credit than what he actually deserves. Uh, but anyway, because I think they would have actually been a far superior team with Steve Young versus Joe Montana. Just one man's opinion. But anyway, they were talking about um, you know Brady's legacy. Is he this? Is he that? Is he the greatest quarterback of all time? Is he the GOAT? You know, just losing a Super Bowl. And um, Joe Montana was kind of funny. He's like, I, I can't answer that question. I, I never lost one. I was 4-0. Uh, that was a great little play by him. And, and the reality of it is... That's exactly what Jordan can say. And be like, ah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I never lost a championship. I couldn't tell you when he was in the championship, he didn't choke it away uh, like LeBron on most times. The, the, the reality of it is ESPN, TNT, they don't have a choice. Um, everybody talks about the 80s and the reliance of the NBA on stars like Magic, uh, Bird, and Jordan. The NBA right now, is living, breathing, and dying on LeBron James. There's nobody else that anybody else really gives a crap. And here's what I mean. People, this is about the passive viewer. This is about the person that doesn't watch the NBA product all the time. And there are certain people where your wives your girlfriends, and I'm sure our, our demo is like 1% female, so ladies, sorry, uh, your husband or boyfriend. But in this particular case, when somebody's like, if Jordan was on, they'll stop, right? They've seen the commercials. 
they've seen the shoes. They know the brand, right? Kobe was kind of the, the same thing. Uh, LeBron is incredibly divisive. Uh, many people aren't vibing with him on many levels. But the problem was, even before he became an absolute putz in the political arena, the NBA was so reliant upon him. Here's my case in point. That this entire playoff series, leading up to game one of the NBA Finals, not one of these games outdrew the Jordan documentary. That's a fact. It's undeniable. Why? Because you could say nobody cares, it's political. It's not really that. Although that plays a really big part of it today. Ratings just don't move. The problem is the NBA has leaned on LeBron for so long that Steph Curry's cute but not interesting. Who else? The beard? Mm. Nobody moves the needle in the NBA. Right? I mean, wouldn't you agree? I mean... Look, when, when, when Jordan was playing, he was playing against the bad boys. He was playing against um, even Carl Malone and, and the Utah Jazz. Nobody's got a vested interest in teams right now. Or, I mean, you've got your diehard putzes in, in Memphis, and you've got your you know, ride or die like Spike Lee with the Knicks and, and all these places. But the truth of the matter is nobody cares. Nobody cares. And, and it's kind of proven itself out over the course of the last couple of years. The NBA has done a really great job in expanding internationally. They've done a really poor job in developing superstars and blossoming people. And I know I kind of went off track there, but we were having the conversation about him being the GOAT. No, it, the, really, uh, actually, we'll come to it. Uh, I mean, you kind of said, where would I put him in the top 10? He's definitely in the top five. I think when we talk about LeBron, it's it's LeBron versus Kobe. I mean, Jordan is in, no pun intended, rarefied air. I'm not even, I mean, I, look, me personally, having seen them all live, I mean, to me, you know, Jordan's number one, but I would still take Kobe over LeBron. But it can't. You can't. You can't take away what he's done. But 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 I also have to tell you at the same time, these are these are not great. This is not great NBA competition that LeBron is going up against. I mean, in the Western Conference Final, his his competition is the Nuggets. Look, the Nuggets haven't been relevant in a really really long time. I'm talking like. Dikembe Mutombo and Chris Jackson, who is now Mahmoud Abdul Rauf Chris Jackson, right? Uh, the, the Nuggets really haven't been relevant. You could say the Carmelo, the Carmelo years was an absolute waste. What I'm saying is, who? Like, who in the East? I mean, Boston is, they have pieces, but not parts. Uh, Miami got there because of the will of Jimmy Butler. Uh, so there's that, but I, I don't want to go on with this, but kind of what are your thoughts on the debate of Kobe versus LeBron? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take us down this road, but I think it's an important topic because it's look when you, when you look at the NBA draft class coming in, who cares? Nobody. Listen, unless you're a diehard draftnik or college basketball guy, you can't name the 10, first 10 players that are going to go in the draft. Not you, not me. Nobody listening on, on, on this podcast. That's a fact, and that's a real problem 
for the NBA. Sorry, let, 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 let's move it back to Kobe and LeBron, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go in that conversation further. Sorry, Josh, go ahead. But that was okay, because I seen that wasn't a porn talk. I seen that was a porn conversation to have about LeBron, uh, Michael Jordan, rings, and all that different stuff. Now, to answer your question, where would that be between Kobe and LeBron? Kobe's Kobe. Kobe was model mentality. That's who the Lakers are fighting for right now. And so, Republican, I think Kobe's going to win that debate every single time. He's done more, he's been more relevant, and he's just made basketball interesting and fun. Look, Kobe Kobe had his challenges. I mean, it, because of Kobe, the, the maybe the greatest duo in, in Kobe and Shaq, where that could have went would have been something pretty special. So we can't ignore the warts of Kobe. Kobe wasn't perfect. And, and I say this to you. If Kobe were alive today, he'd be appreciating what's happening with the Lakers right now, without question. And this isn't a sentiment because Kobe died that makes him better, because a lot of people start to think that once somebody is gone, they're better than what they actually were. What I would say to you is go to youtube.com slash courtside heat and look at Kobe Bryant's jaw-dropping moments of video that we put together. That highlight video is better than anything that you can put for LeBron. LeBron's block that one year against Golden State was sick hustle, sick athleticism. But there's not those moments. See, even with Jordan, Jordan, I mean, everybody remembers Jordan, you know, and the, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Some of the biggest moments that the Bulls ever had came from Paxson, came from other people, came from Kerr, those big shots. I mean, obviously, what he did against Utah, the little baby, you know, brush off, the Jordan brush off and all of that. But, but when we start talking about highlights for LeBron, so again, YouTube.com forward slash courtside heat, soon to be rubble.com slash courtside heat. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But what I'm saying is um, when you look at, at the moments that Josh put together for Kobe, just take those moments. I mean, can you think of other ones, honestly? And this isn't us bashing on LeBron. Yeah, he's an asshat, part of my mouth. But you still have to look at the player and be like, okay, wow, this is pretty impressive. But then, as as basketball historians like we are, we kind of take a step back and say, "Yeah, but he never went through the lane against Ewing. Ewing would have closed line down, <laughs> right?" But I look at the overall competition, right? I think that if LeBron, even if he played on the Heat with Wade and Bosh, which was a sick team um, against Kobe's Lakers, oh my gracious! Kobe's Lake. Now, that would have been a fun matchup. Mamba Prime, LeBron Prime, those guys dean each other up. I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that Kobe would have owned him. No, because LeBron is an amazing physical specimen. He really is. He's a special ball player. Doesn't take away from the fact that he's a jerk. However, right, he doesn't have. What's his rivalry? Think about this for a second. All through the Jordan years, and we'll, and we'll jump to Kobe too, because Kobe didn't have great rivalries either. Right? Kobe won. I mean, look, what's, what's amazing to me is LeBron has won three. He's won three. He's going for number four. Kobe won five. 
Right? Right. But now you wonder the funniest thing is, people says it doesn't matter about the championships, but when LeBron's going for a championship, that's when it matters. No, it matters. Look, everybody is defined by championships in the NFL. In the NFL. Um, Brady's, uh, Brady's not the greatest physical specimen to play quarterback. I mean, when you look at athletes, I mean, true athletes playing the quarterback position, Lamar Jackson is superior. Kyler Murray is superior. These guys are superior athletes. He's a better quarterback. Maybe history changes changes things for 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 Jackson and, and Murray. I'm not saying that, but here's the thing: uh, in, in, in these, what else do you have to get? Look, the rap on Dan Marino in the NFL. To me, the greatest quarterback ever to live. He's not even in the conversation. Why? He went to one Super Bowl. He lost. It was his. It was his rookie year. He was never to be seen again, right? Why do they call him Larry Legend? Because not only did he do big time things, Larry Bird, he won championships, right? Why are the bad boys remembered? Yeah, it was for the clothesline. It was for the punches. None of that would matter if they didn't go back to back. It matters, right? Champion. Why is Patrick Ewing not in the conversation as one of the greatest of all time? Because it was opportunity missed. That was the last time the Knicks had a legit chance with Ewing and Starks and all those guys of actually winning a title, right? So Ewing's not in the conversation. Why isn't John Stockton talked about as one of the great? He is one of the greatest point guards of all time, but nobody puts him in the conversation. Why? He never won a title. The same thing with Jay Kidd. The same thing with Steve Nash. You're talking about guys that were the best of the best at their position, but they're not in the conversation. Why? Because they never won a title. I think titles do matter. Is it difficult? Is it difficult to to compare eras? Jordan and LeBron? Yes. Kobe and LeBron? I don't think so. I think they're very in very similar NBAs. What do you think? I think so too, because even when Kobe's playing, that's when defense, hard hitting, like hand checking, all that kind of stuff wasn't still there, like from the early 90s and everything. So Kobe had more opportunities to score, defense were backed up more similar to LeBron. And so I think the errors are very similar because not much defense is being played. So the thing is, dude's generally like, sure, it's going to be shooting. That's all that's going to be happening. So I think the errors are very similar. Yeah, I no, I agree with you totally. I, I think the Kobe-LeBron era is a little bit easier to compare with than... But even then, here's where it's weird, too. And and, and, and look, probably a talki- topic we're going to talk about now and, and in the future. There was no... Um, there was no trying to put together a dream team. So, meaning Kobe wasn't out recruiting his buddy. Well, hey, I don't think he had any, right? Because he wanted to stomp on everybody. I mean, he had to compete against the big three in Boston, right? Uh, with with Paul Pierce, uh, Rajon Rondo, and, and Kevin Garnett, right? The year that he lost the NBA Finals, he got swept, and he was killing himself like a dog. Uh, in the, in that series, you know, against them, and they, they were just out, man. You know, the the, the dream, the, the, those sort of super teams that were being put together, that was really first done by Boston. I know everybody likes to give LeBron LeBron credit. That's crap. In fact, that Boston team actually had Ray Allen too. 
oh, well, yeah, now you're saying about, yeah, they had four great guys. And now you're talking about the same thing with Miami, because, right, <laughs> let me tell you guys something. Uh, you, 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 those in living in revisionist history land, um, Miami doesn't beat San Antonio without Ray Allen. Ray Allen is the reason why. In that closeout game, it was Ray Allen that tied that game, and he was a millimeter of his heel being out of bounds. Out of bounds. So, again, look, you could say the same thing with Jordan, Paxson, and Kerr. I get that. But uh, Jordan didn't have a super team. You can't call Kerr, Paxson, Cartwright, uh, Bill Wennington, Scotty Pippen, although Scotty's one of the 50 greatest of all time, right? B.J. Armstrong, Craig Hodge. I mean, give me a break. You can't compare that, right, to Dwayne Wade, Hall of Famer, Chris Bosh, who knows with his heart issue what he could have been, LeBron, Ray Allen. I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. So the one thing that is different, in fact, what I love is when we compare, when they got crushed by the Mavericks, that was no dream team. That was no dream team. That was Dirk in a cast of buttheads huh. on, on the Mavericks, right? So I guess, you know, this debate should not be about uh, LeBron and Jordan. ESPN and TNT need to do that. They need to mention Le uh, Jordan's name because they're – look, guys, here's the deal. The NBA right now is drawing between 3 and 4 million fans for their viewership. ESPN is getting killed right now. I mean, they're, 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 you know, their hot take sessions uh, with Stephen A. Smith and that idiot Max Kellerman, I mean, they're averaging like three, 400,000 viewers. Guys, we live in a land where there are 335 million citizens in the United States, and you can only draw three to 400,000 in talking, whether it be inside the NBA, pardon the interruption. Um, and first and first take or whatever these stupid shows. So look, they're going to do whatever they can to latch on to Jordan as much as possible. So look, I know we spent a lot of time on this. We're going to spend a lot more time on this um, as 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 the weeks progress. And look, it'll be kind of neat to see what he does. I'll tell you what, uh, and, and I don't know if we'll break it down. We'll probably have a little preview here, but what you know, the truth of the matter is, it'll be kind of fun to see what Jimmy Butler does. He's got a little Mamba mentality in him. We'll we'll cover that. So, look, that's that. LeBron uh, conversation should just be about Kobe and LeBron, right? Right. Yeah. It has to be. So I, yeah. Sorry, guys. Went on to it. Topic number dos. What's the Nuggets' next move? We got Murray. We got Jokic. It's a good duo for the future, but the question is. Do they need another player? Would that be smart or stupid? Oh, boy. That is really tough because, short answer, no. Um, because I don't see any need another player because you're talking about how Michael Porter Jr., Jokic, Jamal Murray, Will Barr, and Paul Millsap. That team is really good looking at those five players. And those are the only five players that really do need because they made that way. And I think... The two best players on a team we Murray and Jokic. That's how they created such good duo. Chemistry was built high, and they were able to get passing up, rebounds, and shooting more. That's how they were coming back from these um, three-to-one deficits. That's how they did it. Offense do well. I think Michael Porter Jr. and he was the steal of the draft. I mean, again, he went he was in Marquette. I don't know if he came out of Marquette or what, but he had that. You know, he had an injury, didn't play. And he's had some injuries. I'll tell you what, if Michael Porter Jr. can stay healthy, he needs to mature, right? We had an issue 
uh, during this series of calling out the coaches. I think even Dame uh, came on Twitter and it's like, you don't do that kind of stuff. Uh, that was pretty cheesy. I kind of agree with him there. Michael Porter Jr. needs to kind of grow up a little bit, develop his game. I'm not sure. I'm not a, I'm not a Paul Millsap guy. Uh, been there, kind of done that. I don't know if that's somebody you can rely on uh, in a huge way uh, on a day-in and day-out basis, but I think he's an amazing veteran presence. The truth of the matter is when you look at, when you look at Jokic and you look at Jamal Murray, you know what you need. You need that down and dirty inside guy. Yeah, that would just go hustle inside, be physical, get rebounds, and just do whatever it takes to get the ball. Can I tell you who would be amazing for this team and it'll never happen? Gordon Hayward. Oh, my. You know, go in. He would be the inside guy. No, 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 no. He's your shooter. He's your shooter. Who would go on the inside? Jokic? Getting you get, all the rebounds? Nah, you get, you get like a, uh, you get like a Lopez type of guy. Oh yeah, you get a Lopez type of guy. I mean, he's he's pretty big. By the way, well, we'll get to him when we get down here because I, I topic number four. I thought I saw something really cool on the site, but yeah, I mean, look, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Uh, free agency is it, it, you know is going to be upon us. I don't know who's going to be out there, but I think they need a third guy. They might, but now here's the question: mm-hmm. Looking at those five guys on the screen, who's the leader? Oh. You absolutely, positively have to defer to Murray. Murray is the future. Murray is your guy. I know Jokic. Jokic has a unique skill set. He's Dirk with some less moves, uh, less athleticism. You, 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 you know. Gosh, man, could you imagine what the Mavericks would have been if Nowitzki in his prime had Luka, right? A playmaker like Luva, Luca, he had what Avery Bradley, right? That uh-huh. whole thing. I mean, Avery wasn't bad. I think he he's a really really good head coach. I think he's at Alabama or Alabama State or something ridiculous now. But wait, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, Jamal Murray. You got to defer to Jamal. Jamal's your leader. He's the guy. He's the guy you build around. He's the guy that you have the conversation with first about people coming in and doing that whole thing. So there is there is going to be that. So it'll be interesting to see. Let's see what they draft. Let's see how they draft. Let's see who they may or may not target in free agency. I don't know what their cap space is. I don't know what Millsaps is making. I know Millsaps signed a pretty big deal. Could be hamstrung on that deal unless it's a last year in. Somebody just wants to buy that contract to dump. Those are really valuable in the NBA. Topic number three. Would Mike D'Antoni be a good head coach for Philly and could that lure Harden to the 76ers? Oh, boy, that's a really tough question to answer because Mike D'Antoni, he's a good head coach. He's getting old. Yeah, he's getting old. Plus, will he bring the same scheme, the same system he used for Houston into Philly? Because the eight-second offense does not work. And I think... By having Simmons and Embiid, you just can't do that. Because I think you'll have to run him play at least 16 seconds or the full 24 seconds. So I think he could be a good head coach, but I think he needs a different approach to a team. Yeah, no, look, you make an amazing, amazing point right there. The eight seconds or less approach to offensive basketball gets you to a point. See the Phoenix Suns. See the New York Knicks, 
see the Los Angeles Lakers, and now see the Houston Rockets. D'Antoni brings a really cool philosophy of basketball, but it doesn't necessarily mean championships. Who's the right fit? I, I quite honestly, and we'll talk about him in, in topic number four, I really thought Billy Donovan was the guy. I really, 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 really do. Um, D'Antoni, you know, I just, I just don't know. And, and this, this talk about, I've seen it online, you know, about luring Harden to the 76ers. Who's, who are they trading? Who, I mean, you think you're keeping Simmons and Embiid, right? Look, Elton Brand has, I'm going to look this up, but Elton Brand in a lot of ways has hamstrung this team um, uh, in some of the deals that he's made. Uh, so uh, let, me, let me see if I got this. I'm going to pull this up. It's kind of crazy. Okay, check this out. This is how stupid, and I, I, I get some of it, but again, you traded away assets for Jimmy Butler and you let Jimmy Butler go. But you signed Tobias Harris. Do you know what Tobias Harris is going to make next year? Uh, let's just give $24 million. Try $34 million to Tobias Harris. For him? Al Horford is going to make $27 million. So $61 million. And nobody's going to take that. Nobody's going to take those payrolls off your hands. You overspent huge on this roster. Now, I love me some Elton Brand. Okay, don't get me wrong, but these are bad contracts. Josh Richardson's going to get $12 million. Ben Simmons, right, $31 million. That makes all kinds of sense. Joel Embiid, $32 million next year. But Tobias Harris at 35 Al Horford at 27 Are you kidding me? I mean, they have no bench. They got no bench. Right? No, no, I'm going to take back what I said. Let me take that back. That's 21-22. So going into the next year, 2021, Tobias Harris is going to make 34.5. Alpha Horford is going to make 27.5. Joel Embiid, 29.5. Totally makes sense. Josh Richardson, 10 million. And guys, look, 10 million for Josh Richardson, that's not bad in today's NBA. Ben Simmons, 29.25. Mike Scott, 5. Zaire Smith, 3. Uh, and that's it? And you got uh, Furkan Kurmaz and Sheikh Milton. That's what you got for your roster. So let me ask you this. Who are you trading? Uh, right, so everybody, uh, we're going to lure Harden. It's great. You pick up the phone, you call Daryl Morey, and you're going to say, what? Joel Embiid? Maybe. Maybe. But who's the next coach of the Houston Rockets? Right? I mean, does he want to get out from underneath the beard? Are they saying, okay, we're, we're done with the beard? So now we're going to go with Westbrook and Embiid? Well, you're going to have to come stronger than just Embiid. You're probably going to have to give up a pick, too. Yeah, a pick? How about Simmons? Could Simmons be tradable? You can't. Why, then why, okay, but then why would the 76ers do that? 76ers aren't just going to take the beard. But Embiid, or I'm sorry, uh, Simmons, well, look, Simmons, you don't have to worry about Simmons shooting on the outside. Right? So you're going to have Simmons, and you're going to have uh, uh, the beard? This basically, I don't see it. I don't it's see basically it. like saying, okay, we're just going to replicate Westbrook and Harden again. 
Yeah, so look, to go back to the original question, is he a good fit? The, 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 kind of the fact of the matter is, the answer is, I don't know. I don't think so. I think in a way, and this isn't disrespectful to D'Antoni, um, I don't think, look, you need, you need a guy that's going to develop your team. See Nick Nurse. See Billy Donovan. See Brad Stevens. See Eric Spolstra. Right? So D'Antoni is great, but none of these other guys have implemented offenses, philosophies, and systems or eight seconds or less. Would that make Philadelphia more exciting? Yes. Could Embiid and Simmons, their bodies hold up for that whole time? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where they're going. I don't know what Elton Brand wants to do. Quite honestly, I'm not even sure what Elton Brand's philosophy is. Uh, Brent Brown, you know, God bless him, man. That guy, um, look, he had two years of solid health. Well, no. No. Was it last year? Simmons got hurt? I, it doesn't matter. Look, I don't know who they're going to hire. I, I really don't know. I thought Billy Donovan was the guy. Let's see if they find somebody. All I know is anybody from the Popovich's uh, learning tree is no good. Although, if you want the offense to run through Embiid, and you want somebody that knows how to be a fundamental basketball player and to build that sort of guy, well, there's a guy on the, t- on, the uh, on the bench for Popovich as an assistant coach that who maybe he may be waiting for Popovich to retire. He could be that legacy hire. It's Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan per- will be perfect because and when Fonmelz get this team back on track, he'll make sure they're doing everything properly, how he did it and how it should be ran. Yeah, no doubt. So, look, um, here's the reality. Uh, we have no idea. Uh, right now, there's nothing really coming to fruition. People's names are being dropped. Uh, Jason Kidd is also in play, guys. Um, he's the associate head coach for the Lakers. They may wait and see to what happens with the Lakers, right? Fogel doesn't necessarily need Kidd, right? So Kidd could be in play in Indiana. He could be in play in um, uh, whatchamacallit in Philadelphia as well, as well as Houston. We'll, we'll kind of wait and see on that. Topic number four, cuatro. Billy Donovan, hired by the Bulls. Was that a smart decision for both sides? Is he going to help, hurt, or ruin the Bulls? Josh, what do you think? Why Donovan? Just why? Why go to the Bulls? I never, I never saw it was a good idea to go to the Bulls. I'm like, okay, he'll pick like the Rockets, even maybe even the Pelicans, maybe even Philly. But why the Bulls? The Bulls are such a dysfunctional team. Lauren Marketing, Kobe White, and Zach Levine. They had no team direction since trying to get these guys to put out several head coaches in the past um, four, six years, something like that. And now you're just trying to get all these guys to work together under a new head coach. I think Billy Donovan's a great head coach. I just don't think he's going to be able to figure out this team in the four Because this is going to be a huge rebuild. Because Kobe White's good, um, or Markkinen, he's okay. He hasn't really shown us anything. Zach Levine, he's a baller. That's a team leader right there. They just need to get some direction. They have to play better. These are just gunners at this point, and I think Billy Donovan can help, like help the lead them to 
more direction, more ways to pass better, rebound better, and just space to fly, and all these different types of things to help actually win games. I think this is great for the Bulls, not so much for Billy Donovan. I think this is going to be a lot more pressure for him because everybody's expecting him to turn around his Bulls team, make them a winning team again. But here's the thing. I think this is going to be a three-year project of just trying to make them a winning playoff contending team because I don't think they have the pieces to make this a directional team. Well, look, first things first. I mean, the, the, lots of management changes, right? So Gar Foreman, after 10 years of ineptitude, is completely out. Uh, Paxson uh, moved away from the, the president or the VP or the EVPs, more than a senior advisory role. Um, I think Billy Donovan is probably going to have a lot of personnel input, which he, he probably didn't have in Oklahoma. He probably wasn't going to get in Philadelphia without Brand being there. He wasn't going to get that in Houston with Daryl Morey. Like you, though, I think that um, there were better opportunities, heck, maybe even waiting a year. Chicago has just been dysfunctional. Now, the one thing I will say, opposite of what you said, you had some amazing points. I don't think there's going to be as much pressure. I think that Reinsdorf, the owner, recognizes that Foreman and Paxson was taking this team in a lot of different directions, a lot of them not good. I think he's going to make a solid five- to seven-year commitment to Donovan. I think he's going to let these guys build this team and see what it is that they can do. I don't think it was the best choice for Billy Donovan. I think it, the, the, I think Chicago won big time. And by the way, I love the breaking news segment on courtsideheat.com up there and kind of the purple grabs your attention right away. Very cool. I saw that with Donovan. I saw that today. I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome as as things go. But, look, I, I think that, I think that uh, Chicago is the winner. I think Billy Donovan is the loser. Uh, but you know, the one thing that we don't know on the inside of this whole thing is how much say are they going to give him? Uh, give to him in terms of personnel, drafting, free agents, trades, that sort of thing. If he if he has a lot more control, then it may be a win. We'll, we'll kind of wait and see, but I, I love your take on it. I think he's going to make the Bulls really interesting. Yeah. Look what he did with, with Oklahoma in the three-guard offense, the three-point guard offense this year. So I think if, if Zach Levine is going to be seen as anything outside of a lucky loser in the dunk contest, uh, it's going to happen with Billy Donovan. If it doesn't happen with Billy Donovan, Zach Levine is just a guy that made a bunch of money uh, for poster dunks, and and that's really kind of what it comes down to. So, and we'll see. We'll see if Chicago's in play this year in the draft. Right? The Minnesota Timberwolves said they're going to take Ball if they don't trade the pick. I think they want to trade the pick. I think they want to make some moves. I don't think they like this draft class. If if Reinsdorf and Donovan and the new GM have fallen in love with Ball. Or, or Wiseman, or somebody, or the kid from Georgia. Uh, they could be players. We'll see. Uh, I think it's a smart decision for Chicago. I think it's a home run win for Chicago. I think if they give uh, time, personnel, and patience to Billy Donovan, he's going to make them a champion, or not a championship, he's going to make them a contender again. It's been a long time since Chicago has been relevant, so pretty cool. Topic number cinco. The NBA Finals preview. What is your main matchup you're looking for the most, my man? I think it has to be LeBron James and Jimmy Bauer. 
Jimmy Ball with um, the Heat. He's been the most talk. He's been the most driven, trying to get him back to playoffs, trying to get him to the finals once, achieving great heights in the playoffs. Then LeBron trying to chase his fourth championship, trying to get the Lakers back to the finals, where I believe it's almost been a decade. And I think this is the most main anticipated matchup that the finals will be previewing because it's Jimmy Butler against LeBron James going for the gold. Can I just say one thing here uh, really quickly that I think is super interesting? Again, uh, people overlook this guy as Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra was the video manager for the Miami Heat when Pat Riley inked him out of being the video manager to manage LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Bosch, Ray Allen. He was their coach. And now he's going to his fifth NBA final. I can't tell you guys how significant. Everybody wants to find the next Phil Jackson. They want to find the guru. Nick Nurse isn't NBA champion. Eric Spolstra isn't NBA champion. And it's not like you could say, well, he only did it with LeBron. No. Won an NBA title with Wade and Shaq. Managed those massive egos. Then Shaq leaves. Now he's managing LeBron, Wade, and, and, and Bosh. Eric Spolstra is magical in how he's able to manage egos, possessions, shots, and he gets the most. Uh, listen, the Miami Heat never tanked when Bosch had to retire and LeBron was gone. He went back home to Cleveland. Thank you so much. Right? Spolstra doesn't get the credit he deserves. Fifth NBA final. Nobody talks about it. He was the video manager. He wasn't the associate head coach. He wasn't the offensive coach. He wasn't the defensive coach. He was a video manager. He'd sit in the production room. So I think it's really, really cool what it is that they're doing right now. Who's got the upper advantage? I don't see anybody. I think this could be a hard-hitting physical matchup coming into these first few games. I think he will take the first game and then now activate um, Puff LeBron again. And then now we'll bring one, like, type of series and we'll just keep going back and forth. I think there will be a Game 7 because I don't think the Heat will give up just like LeBron's opponents they had to face during the playoffs. Like, when you look at it on paper and you see LeBron and Anthony Davis jump off the page, right? And when you see those two names, your natural inclination is to say... Lakers, right? And then everything else the Lakers have going for them. The one thing that we don't know, although in the closeout game, LeBron's triple-double was massive without Anthony Davis. But how's Anthony Davis's ankle, right? Actually, he did play game five, which contributed to that because, huh? yeah, like hours or so ago. Where were you? <laughs> I knew that. He played huge. Because Anthony Davis and LeBron took him through game five. That's what made the closeout. Yeah, my bad. Sorry about that. Uh, brain was brain was elsewhere. But look, again, it's still a tender ankle. It's still an issue. I'm with you, though. I think that Jimmy Butler is going to punch <laughs> LeBron right in the face, metaphorically speaking. 
He's already said the NBA Finals run through LeBron James. I think that Jimmy Butler desperately wants to show the NBA that he's one of the best. He was one of the best in Chicago. He was one of the best in Minnesota. He was one of the best in Philadelphia. you got to want to play with Jimmy Butler. And there were a lot of snowflakes. Uh, Andrew Wiggins couldn't handle him. Who's the other guy in Minnesota? What's his name? Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, maybe. Who? Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns, the big cat. They, 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 weren't, they weren't ready to be pushed like the way that Jimmy pushes. The same with Embiid and Simmons. All of those teams would have been championship teams if they knew to say, okay, Jimmy, all right, I see what you're saying. We're not going to cuddle our max contract guys, right? But anyway, so I think Jimmy Butler, again, I think I said it earlier on today, he's got a little bit of that Mamba mentality in him. He is going to fight whether they're down 44 or 4. And I think it's just, I think it's going to be a fun watch like you. I think you're 100% spot on. I think Miami punches them right in the mouth game one. But as we know, with the Lakers, they love being down 0-1. I don't know what it is, but they do. <laughs> and and they go on to, it seems like, where they, they sweep the next four. I don't know if that's going to be the case. But uh, it's going to be a good series for that for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a really good series. I think this will make fans want to watch more because it's going to be interesting to see how Ben Bayo, Jimmy Butler, Tyrero, and all those other guys are going to be playing out against LeBron, AD, and whoever else they have. Look, I think you have one or two things that's maybe going to increase. I think you're going to have three things that's going to want to increase the NBA final viewing if it does increase. You have people that love LeBron, think he's the GOAT, they want to see him win the title. Then you have LeBron haters that absolutely want to see him get pummeled. And uh, then you have your hardcore NBA guys that really appreciate Jimmy Butler for who he is. And like you said, with Tyler Hero and, and Bam and, and all of that. But I think it's I think it's a Jimmy Butler thing, too. And I think it's going to be a good series. I want it to be a good series. I'm hoping it to be a good series. Um, a per- prediction sure to go wrong. We won't overhype it, but this is your opportunity. Who you got? I'll tell you who I got. Um, go ahead, or do you want me to go first? You go first. All right, and and look, this isn't again on paper. Ad Lebron, you're like whoa. You know it's Lebron, and and, and look again. Say what you want. Say what you will um, about Lebron the person. Lebron the basketball player, pretty darn good. But man, oh man, I. There's something within the DNA of Jimmy Butler, a swagger, a mentality, something. I I just think that, I just think that, I, I think the Heat take it. I don't think that they should. I think LeBron should. But for some reason, this isn't me. Look, everybody knows I'm a LeBron hater. That's easy. I mean, it doesn't take a lot to figure that out. But the fact of the matter is... Um, I, I just think that he take it. I mean, you, I, I, again, it's so hard. I, I'm going to say Heat. I think the Lakers should. I think LeBron should. It wouldn't surprise me if they did. He should win the NBA title, right? I think. I think once the Clippers were eliminated, and all of the dysfunction that is the Clippers, and boy, oh boy, there was a lot coming out of that locker room with Paul George, and, and something we should have probably talked about. Maybe we'll touch on it the next podcast. Uh, stamp that in your brain, uh, but yeah, the, I, I'm going to go Heat and and but it should be the Lakers. 
Yeah, same here. I think it should be the Heat. Now, I will disagree with something. I think it's going to be the Heat taking it. Because Jimmy Bowers younger. Bam Bow is younger. Tyler Hero is way younger. And Anthony Davis still in his prime. LeBron got still in his prime, but LeBron's old. So you have three young yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's old, but in, in number only. He's not old, but go ahead. I think three younger guys against one old guy, one semi, um, still in his prime guy. I think the Heat's going to dominate. I think they're going to take first game. They're just going to go back and forth, and he's going to take game seven. Yeah, it's so hard. It's it's so hard, man. I again, I I think that I I don't know. I I just don't know. This is that tough one. Like I said. They should win. The Lakers should win. It wouldn't surprise me if they did. Maybe I am being a LeBron hater, and that's why I'm going in this direction. I have no idea. But, yeah, we'll see. Look, I think it's going to be interesting. Hopefully it's not going to be boring. I hope it's going to be tight. I hope it goes seven games. I hope every game's a nail-biter. It goes back and forth. Um, because as bad as the ratings are right now, we need to pump life back into the NBA. A great final, some emerging heroes, guys you never heard of before, things that'll light up social media. I think that's all going to be good. So, guys, that's where we are. Predictions sure to go wrong. If, if Josh and I go down, we go down together. We're both taking the heat. I hope it's going to be exciting. So before we wrap this up, courtsideheat.com forward slash store. Man, guys, look, LeBron cards. Were you LeBron lovers? Where, where are you at? Traders. Traders. I mean, we got some amazing LeBron gear. We got amazing old school gear. Space Jam. LeBron's new um, remake of Jordan Space Jam. Guys, it's coming out. We got the old school stuff. Jump onto the site, courtsideheat.com slash store and courtsideheat.com or whoa, courtsideheat.store will take you directly to our Macari store instagram.com courtside heat nba facebook.com courtside heat twitter.com courtside heat parlor.com courtside heat youtube.com courtside heat that is where you're going to find us all any last words for the plebs Fives words i actually have some just watch out for nba fives it's going to be interesting as we near towards the first game i don't know when the first game is i just know we're coming upon it the rest will be nice for both teams heading into the finals. And I think this will be a nail-biter like you were saying. I think it's going to be very interesting and engaging. Who knows the, Who knows what the Heat can do? Who knows what the Lakers can do? Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Look, if nothing else, guys, we got live NBA's Finals basketball. That is totally awesome. We're going to cover it from pillar to post. Everything in between. The locker room blow-ups. Uh, the blowouts, uh, the close games, the game-winning shots. We got it all for you at courtsideheat.com. For the master of ceremonies, Joshua, I am Jason. Until the next podcast, same bad time, same bad place. We'll see you on socials. We'll see you on the website, courtsideheat.com. Until next time, say goodbye to the people. Bye, people. Bye, people. <laughs> courtsideheat.com.